Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. to the three angry gamers podcast i'm your host curtis with me as always no i'm not doing that voice if if you're expecting the rest of us to join in <laughs> no it's one of my worst nightmares is to be like a children's entertainer or something you know yeah like, it's overly no, fake i can't voice. do it yeah i, just, I can't do it <laughs> i just always love just doing like a mildly different intro every week just to throw people off. It's like, what's he going to do this week for the intro? Probably something crazy. It's uh, all you. Yeah. So you don't like hand puppets or like, you know, puppet machets or... <laughs> oh, God. Or like, if I came up to you and say, hey, what does this look like? My macaroni art, you wouldn't like me at all. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand this. Like, huh? all the kids in the world are crying, man. <laughs> if any kids are listening to this, I'm so sorry, but you should be telling your parents that you listen to this filth. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, with me as always, we got Dennis. How's it going, Dennis? Hey, I'm back. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Nice. Playing a lot of the Steam Deck. Yeah, Steam Deck. Uh, <clears throat> I've been, uh, there's moments where I'm like, I put it down, and I don't play it for like a week or so, and then I, I bring it back up. And I'm like, ah, man, it's just so much fun playing it. It's great. Um, yeah. yeah. And then also Dungeon Daddy Lucas back as always how's it going buddy Jeez. oh it's dungeon dad looky who no we're not doing this shit <laughs> he's had enough i i fucking not a clown don't wear no red nose no there's no no red nose <laughs> there's no clowning me. around here wow amazing um well you know what's, who's not a clown is epic games because they ain't clowning around no more huh huh uh yeah. I will. I know where you fucking live. You do. You come. I find do. Me. You're gonna dress up as a clown. Scare me. I, I, Van. Keep going. I'll go shove one of those goddamn scary clowns and get like a mist machine and just look at you. Amazing. And then some like fucking Southern is gonna come up and fucking punt, beat me in the baseball bat because that's what they do. Fair. Um. Yeah. We're uh, we got some free games from Epic this week. Of course, they love to give us free games. And they're not always good. 
but there's something. Um, yeah. Uh, the first is Evil Land, Legendary Edition, which seems kind of wild. Like, it's an RPG, and the graphics and gameplay change as you progress through the game. So, like, they've got, like... Oh. Like... Nintendo 64 graphics and they've got like NES graphics and SNES graphics and Game Boy graphics like it the game kind of changes as you play through it it actually looks really interesting that sounds cool yeah I heard about this way back but I didn't oh this is it oh I love it okay now I gotta try this that's yeah. so cool yeah it looks really interesting um and yeah just a few different styles and uh yeah it's free it normally costs 22 dollars so get that pick that up and then also to uh like i'm i'm like i'm sure most people have played this game at this point but fallout 3 game of the year edition it's free uh good game if you haven't played it um if anything get it on now you can get it on pc you can play around with like the console commands and goof around a little bit if you really want to because i don't know I, I've played Fallout 3 before, but if anything, I've never played it on PC. So, if anything, I uh, I downloaded it and installed it just for that alone. But, uh, yeah. Fun games. And then next week is um, Satu, Saturnalia and Warhammer 40k Mechanicus. Whatever that is. I can't even keep up with these Warhammer games anymore. The titles are just ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like, who comes up with this stuff? Well, we are saying there wasn't a whole lot of news this week, and yeah, that's pretty pretty true. There's not a whole lot. Um, but uh, we did got some Silent Hill news. So there was, like, a, a Silent Hill transmission, and they dumped a whole bunch of Silent Hill updates. Um, yeah. They, they literally, like, opened the floodgates. Uh, they've been working on quite a bit. So, um, trying to, like, go through all this. So, there's a Silent Hill 2 remake. It's coming to PS5 and PC as well through Steam. Um, now, some people are like, oh, it's, it's PlayStation exclusive. Well, yeah. We don't know how long it's going to be exclusive for, but apparently it might be up to a year. So, um, yeah looks really good like Silent Hill 2 is like one of the greatest uh survival horror games ever so the fact that they were able to remake that looks awesome um yeah I don't know <clears throat> never played it yeah well now's your chance yeah well... but you're not really into spooky games so no I actually am I am okay. I mean it depends um I like the sort of walking simulator type spooky games like Amnesia series okay. and like Soma. I like the Resident Evil style less. I okay. I don't know. I don't enjoy fighting back. I feel like it, it almost makes it scarier when I have to deal with like um, resource management. <laughs> so okay. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Fair. I would say like Silent Hill is kind of like between the two. It's not as action packed as Resident Evil, but yeah, you there okay. is a certain element of like fighting back a little bit. Yeah, all right. Like it's not like some games where like you can't really fight back at all. You're basically just hiding the whole time. Um, okay. 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the graphics on it look amazing. So, um, yeah, just wait till a whole new generation of people get reintroduced to Pyramid Head. That crazy scoundrel. Mm. At least I know about that. Yeah. Uh, and then also, too, they put out a trailer for Silent Hill F, which is uh, set in, like, 1950s Japan. Huh. Yeah. So, bit of a change. Uh, and then uh, there's also some. Uh, there's a new Silent Hill game they announced, and uh, it was um, Silent Hill Down or Townfall. Um, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. The co-developer of it or the developer of it, they they specialize in psychological horror games, so. I think it's in the right hands. So, yeah. Silent Hill, back with a vengeance. And dare I say, maybe Konami is finally getting their shit in order because they, they were like, no, we don't make games anymore. We're just making Plachinko machines. And everyone was like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then uh, Resident Evil 4. The, we got a big info dump on the remake. Uh, it's coming next year. And, uh, yeah, it's Resident Evil 4. They've changed it up a little bit. Uh, like, in Resident Evil 4, the original, you could save this dog. He was caught in a bear trap, and you could let him go. And, uh, if you did that later on in the game, and during a boss fight, the dog would come and help you during the boss fight. So there's kind of, like, cool little moments like that where you're like, oh, okay. And then in this new one, someone tried to find the dog, and the dog was dead. <laughs> They're like, oh. So... Now you you can't save the dog, and the dog can't help you later on apparently. So, just yeah, they seem to be just yeah, just making misery porn out of it, and people are very <laughs> upset. And uh, I'm like, oh, that is one way if you're remaking a game like that to make it scary is to take away that comfort of finding that dog because people used to find the dog and be like, oh, the dog's gonna help me. Now it's like now you're on your fucking own. The dog ain't helping you now. Um, yeah, looks really good. They even, like, showed off the, the chainsaw, uh, enemy. So, like, there's an enemy in Resident Evil 4 that has a chainsaw. Most people, like, know this guy because he's, he was, like, one of the big bads in that game. And, like, he would just, ch uh, ch he can one-hit kill you with his chainsaw. But now they've changed it now where, like, when he swings his chainsaw around, he actually causes, like, environmental damage. Like, he can cut... Like, the support's off of uh, patio, and the patio can come crashing down and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. So, yeah. Resident Evil 4 remake coming early next year. Um, I guess we should talk about Bayonetta and how... Mm, the the right. whole controversy behind that, because people... We're up in arms, and then maybe the voice actor wasn't quite telling the truth, and it was just like, yeah. Yeah, just generally a lot of confusion around that, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have a horse in this race. I like the Bayonetta series. I've only played the first game, and I wasn't planning on buying this newest third game. Until it was, you know, probably like five bucks on Steam way down the road or something. So, right. I have no horse in this race. Um, but it is kind of interesting. I mean, 
I would say that from what I've heard, it does seem like voice actors do sort of get the short end of the stick most of the time. So I don't know. I don't know if she's like not sharing the whole picture. I don't know if, if you know, maybe the dollar amount, which is what she was um, saying was the issue. I think they said that like they offered her 4000 for the role. And she was like, this is like an insulting amount. So I'm turning down the job. Um, maybe there's more to that. Maybe like they offered her such a low ball number because they didn't want to work with her. And this was just like a nice way of doing it. I don't know. I feel like maybe there's like more stuff going on behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. I don't know if speculating is going to do any good. Yeah. I just kind of want to see what they all say. And they're not saying much right now. Like, so I don't know whatever <laughs> yeah um because yeah like she made it seem like she was getting paid like four thousand dollars like a flat fee and then it came right. out that like she was getting offered four thousand dollars per session which like obviously would mean that like for multiple sessions she's gonna get more than just that much money like she's gonna get like i don't know how many sessions it would take but probably would take quite a few i imagine right so um mm-hmm yeah, not sure. Very bizarre. Um, yeah, she just seems to be, generally speaking, like, just... Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell what, like, who's telling the truth here, but I kind of tend to think that, like... Yeah, like, the way that... The, the thing that I don't understand about it is, like... Yeah, voice actors... Like, there's tons of different voice actors. Like, especially on a lot of these games where, like... There's a Japanese voice actress, and then there's also, like, probably some for other different, eth- like, languages and ethnicities and stuff. Like, that makes sense. So, the fact that, like, one of them, you know, maybe doesn't get paid, like, a ton, well, there's also tons of other voice uh, actors that they hire for stuff like this. Like, I don't know, I guess part of me is, like, you know, I get it. English is one of the more popular languages out there and one of the most widely spoken languages, but it's, like, it's not the only one. Like, I don't know. It just seems a little elitist i guess to me to be like oh i should get paid more and i'm like eh, there's other languages out there like and they have to pay all these other uh, voice actors too so it's not like she's the only one so yeah the whole thing just kind mm. of a little hard to i guess figure out who's at fault but yeah yeah pretty confusing yeah uh and a document responding to UK's competition and markets authority reference decision on the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition, Microsoft mentions uh, the upcoming Wolverine game as a PS5 console exclusive and says that it's coming in 2023. And we're all like, what? We don't know when it's coming, Microsoft, but thanks for spilling the beans on that one. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I, I, I... I find it a little hard to believe that that game's going to come in 2023, considering that we haven't heard anything. And also, too, apparently Spider-Man 2 is coming in 2023, so I'm like, I can't see that being the case. But Microsoft seemed pretty confident that it was coming next year. So, But same time, too, they're basically trying to say that, like, Sony has enough exclusives that they don't need Call of Duty. And it's like... So, them saying that obviously helps their argument, even if it's not exactly true. So, who knows? Yeah. But, is anyone here excited for the Wolverine game? 
I didn't know there was one until you just talked about well, it. Well, there we go. Wolverine, you can shink your claws. And... Depends. Yeah. What was? I, I, we haven't seen gameplay yet, so uh. yeah. Mm-hmm, right. I imagine it would be pretty similar gameplay-wise to the Spider-Man game. Yeah. Probably similar combat, I would imagine. Like, obviously going to be less geared towards Spider-Man and more geared towards Wolverine, but yeah. It, we'll see, right? Yeah. I still have to play that Wolverine Xbox 360 game. Apparently that was pretty good. That was a good one, yeah. I want, in this new Wolverine game, if I find enemy and he, like, cuts off my arm, I have to, like, oh. progress through the game without an uh, arm for a little bit before it grows back. Like, I, I think that would be funny. That would be cool. Like, some dude just gets a machete, just chops off my arm, and I'm like, ah. And then, like, for, like, maybe, like, not too long, maybe, like, 20, 30 minutes. Like, you just have to, like, fight with only, like, one arm. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways. Yeah. So, that's coming. Uh, Maybe next year, according to Microsoft. All right. Uh, Apex Legends character Catalyst got announced, and it's a trans woman. Coming to season 15 of Apex Legends, a game that I don't play anymore, but hey, you know what? All four them bringing in different uh, people, or di- characters from different walks of life. That I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we know what her kid is like? What's her uh, abilities in see. the game? Let's see. Let's do a quick Google search on the fly and see what Catalyst can do. Um, Catalyst. Okay. Uh, it's a, oh. Uh, it's a defense. Oh, character. they're only leaked, apparently. They're not necessarily confirmed, I suppose. Okay. It looks like. Oh, no, it got. She can. It, like, she got it announced. But, like, it's not, like, we don't know too much about her, her abilities. Yeah, the abilities were leaked, apparently. But we know, like, she's a actual character for sure. Um... It says that she is an experienced terraformer and defensive conjurer that uses feral mm. fluid to her advantage. That's so, cool. Terraformer tells me, like, you can, like, maybe change the ground around you. Let's see. Oh, I found something here. So a passive is reinforced. She can repair slash strengthen structures. What kind of structures? I guess like, yeah, wait, what structures are in Apex? Like buildings and stuff? Uh, Aren't they already like non-destructive? Maybe it's more like, yeah, I have no idea. I haven't played Apex recently. I don't know if they added new stuff. They could have added some, some damaging the walls and stuff um her tactical is a resin shot fire an orb of feral fluid causing enemies that step in it to become slowed or stuck and her ultimate is feral wall cast a wall of feral fluid that blocks vision and slows enemies okay okay cool yeah seems i don't know if this is enough for me to go back to apex legends but right cool yeah Mm -hmm. Neat. Yeah. Alright, and then uh, for all you Digimon fans, because there are some of you out there, uh, Digimon World Next Order is coming to Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam on February 22nd. 
And they did tease there are multiple other games in the pipeline in the Digimon franchise. So if you like your Digimons, get excited because there's more coming. <laughs> Digimon. Gotta catch them all. That's Pokemon. Wait. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's people screaming right now. Like, That's not Digimon. <laughs> I'm just trying to trigger them. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's easy with the Digimon fans, because they, Lord knows, they do not want you to mess, miss, you know, to mess up their, their valuable Pokemon Digimon uh, differences. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Digimon, Digimon World, next order. I don't know. Looks interesting enough. Um, yeah. The whole thing with the Digimon games is all about, like, evolving your Digimon and getting them into, you know, different forms and stuff, and this new RPG... Maximum Digivolution, right? Yeah. I will Is say it super this, maximum? Like, Pokemon, it's always like they evolve, and you're like, eh. But I will give Digimon credit. When those things, like, transform, they look pretty cool. Usually. I just remember the old TV show and the yes. card game I used to play on the PS1 uh, that I bought Digimon Digi Sleuth or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think the Digimon games have been as consistently good as say even like the Pokemon games. Like Pokemon have been consistently good, more or less. Like some of them are not better than others, obviously, but like mostly Pokemon games are still pretty decent. Digimon like they can go they can go in many different directions. Okay, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's get on with what I'm playing. I can start us off this week. I finally got to play a substantial amount of Overwatch 2. I can confirm it's the same thing as Overwatch 1. Not much has changed. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because like, even when I wanted to like uh, get my cross progression set up, because I originally played on PS4 and I wanted to play on PC, but they make you basically sign uh, sign up uh, for the cross progression, and then you can unlock the things on your other platforms. So I went to go to my PS4 to like set that up, and then it was funny because it just started downloading an update for Overwatch that turned it into Overwatch 2. So I'm like, that's bizarre but in a way it was good it was like yeah just basically in an update replaced overwatch with overwatch 2 um yeah the big thing is they've changed it now to it used to be 6v6 and now it's 5v5 that's probably the biggest change um but yeah still overwatch still a lot of fun uh they've now changed it where instead of loot boxes you can either directly buy skins which i'm on the fence about that because part of me thinks part of the fun of Overwatch was getting those loot boxes and you would open them up and maybe you would get a legendary. There was a certain excitement over that. Now it's like, oh, you just want one? You can just get it. Um, but I don't think they've really, like, they don't give out currency that much, like, as often as they should to, like, make it worth it. Like, I've been playing games and I just don't get a ton of currency to, like, buy skins. Uh, I did pay for the season pass because it was like something like 12 bucks or something like that. And through that, I've already unlocked some skins and other stuff. So that's been kind of worth it. I actually 
in a lot of ways, I'm like, actually, that's been really cool to like just kind of play through that and get some extra skins and emotes and stuff like that. Um, mm. yeah. Uh, I still think Overwatch Two is pretty good. I I'd be curious, like somebody who hasn't played Overwatch One and they play Overwatch Two without any of the skins or characters or anything, like what's that experience like for them? But for me, as somebody who's been coming over from uh, Overwatch One, Overwatch Two. I genuinely give it the thumbs up. Uh, I would like to see them uh, change a little bit of, you know, how you get your your currency because it just seems a little stingy right now. So, yeah. Uh, I would give Overwatch two a nine out of ten. It's pretty hmm. good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did get a review code for Plague Tale Requiem, the new. Plague Tale game. Lots of rats, boys. Want your rats? This is your rat game. Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, the Plague Tale, the first game was pretty, pretty solid game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this one kind of like changes things up quite a bit. Um, it's like oftentimes like the world just feels very bleak and like. I don't know. It's very, like, depressing of a game a lot of times. And, like, it just really kind of, like, um, yeah, it just kind of feels like when you're playing this game, like, there's just a lot of just sad moments of bleakness. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Um, story-wise or just, like, visual and world building? I think you say story-wise. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's just very, like, there's very few happy moments in this game. Um, but yeah, like, gameplay-wise, it's, if you played the first Plague Tale game, it is very safe in that regard. Uh, I'm not mm -hmm. too far into the game. Like, I'm only really, like, uh, a couple hours in, so I still have, um, I still got plenty of time to, to play, but, um, yeah. Also, there's a ton of rats in this game. I was not kidding when I was saying this is a game with rats, because there's a lot of rats in this game. There's a lot of times where you just have to run Rat away from engines. rats. Yeah. <laughs> run away from the rats. Um, and, yeah, they're gross and disgusting, and they're quite terrifying for, like, a big plague of rats. So, uh, I'm so far tentatively at an 8 out of 10. I still have hours to go, but, like, I do okay. think this is a really good game. I just think... It's probably a little too safe of a sequel so far, but then again, I'm only, like, a couple hours in, so I don't want to be like, uh, oh, it could take some more risk, when, like, I don't know, it might take some risk, so. Okay. Uh, cool. next up is Scorn, which is a new, <gasps> uh, horror game. Nice. Uh, very disappointed by this one. Very disappointed. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what I've heard from other outlets, too. It's, yeah... Um, so, here's the thing with this game, uh, like, I looked up some gameplay and stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's like a first-person shooter, and then I started to play it, and it's not really that, it's more of a puzzle game, kind of, like, similar to, like, The Messenger and stuff like that, or, is it The Messenger? There's, like, you know those puzzle games where you gotta, like, do all the puzzles, and it's, like... It's just a very dull and slow game. I was very disappointed by this. 
And a lot of the puzzles too, like, I don't know. They weren't that exciting or memorable either. Um, yeah. I just felt very disappointed by this. It just felt like they didn't quite do enough with it. And, like, I would have... I wouldn't mind, like, if they had, like, some puzzles in it like a lot of other action-adventure games do. But still have action-adventure. But they just do solely, almost exclusively, just puzzles and not much else. And it's just very disappointing. So, I don't know. This one ends up getting, like, a 4 out of 10 for me. I'm just very disappointed by it. So. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe some people will like it more than I did, but I did not really like it that much. Uh, I played a little bit of Rogue Legacy 2. Picked that up. That's fun. If you like Rogue Legacy, it's more of the same. So, I'll give this, like, 8 out of 10 as well. Uh, the big thing I've been playing the most is actually Injustice 2. Uh, I've really just, I don't know, uh, I got, I played the game when it came out and it was fine. It kind of just passed by, whatever. But now I've got all the DLC characters and I've been replaying it. it Justice 2 is a lot of fun. Like, I actually might enjoy it more than Mortal Kombat 11, in my opinion. I think, like, the game gameplay mechanics are a lot more, like, interesting in Injustice 2. Um... Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's cool, too, with it is, like, you get your gear, and the gear kind of actually carries over to multiplayer. So if you want to play multiplayer, you can carry over your gear. So, like, you can have two people playing as Harley Quinn, but one person's Harley Quinn might have better damage or better defense or better health. Um, so it kind of makes it a little more interesting. Uh, I'm ready to give you my full rundown of the power rankings of my characters. Uh, I mostly play as Brainiac. Uh, Brainiac is incredibly powerful. I don't know if he's broken, but he's very powerful. Um, and I basically have him set up where he mostly does damage with his tendrils. And, uh, I can just punish enemies very easily with his tendrils. Um, yeah. Lucas, you played Injustice 2, right? I did. Who is your favorite person to play as an Injustice 2? I'm curious. Ooh. So, I main Green Arrow uh, when the Ninja Trolls didn't come out, and then I main Michelangelo. Okay, okay. I I should work on the, the Ninja Turtles. I, I do want to get one to up to snuff. I found, too, like, it's really easy to level up, and I don't know if this... Oh, it's not cheating, because it's in the game, but, like, you can just put a character in this mode, it's, like, endless mode, where it's just fight after fight after fight, and it just keeps leveling up and getting XP... And I found out you can actually just put an AI, like, AI loadout for your character and put them in there. Yeah. And they'll just, like, level up insanely. And you don't even have to do anything. All you have to do is, like, press the button to, like, go on to the next fight. It does the work for you. It's kind of amazing. I just, like, put in Brainiac, and I'm, like, an hour later, Brainiac's at level 20. I'm, like, perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mostly played... played that game in a while. It's fun. I, I enjoyed it. I, like, I don't know. I think I just played it and moved on to something else, but I kind of regret it, because now that I'm playing it again, I'm like, man, this is fun. So. Oh, yeah, the old interactions and, like, um, kicking people through walls and then, like, you know, go on the bat wing and the bat wing goes through down the hallway and then you explode. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Also, I've, I, I have Bane really high level, too, and Bane's fucking awesome. Like, I just, like, 
charge around the the map with him and just like slam people to the ground. Yeah, Bane's a good Bane's my boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're keep playing it. I don't know. I keep thinking I'm done, and then I keep wanting to level up more characters. And I play online. I'm playing online against people, and I'm like, man, this game's a lot of fun. Very. Underrated. Like the uh, the red ring guy uh, who has a cat. Oh, atrocious. Yeah. Is that who it is? That yeah. guy's a lot of fun too. Funny thing is, like, I don't know too much about him. Like, I know he's from DC, but I'm like not too familiar with him. But yeah, I just see his like, cat. I'm like, very strange. But um, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, playing Justice Two. I think it's free on PlayStation Plus right now. Uh, I don't know if you get all the DLC, but I mean, you can probably just grab it. It's probably pretty cheap. I got it on Steam because on Steam it was like ten dollars. So it wasn't free, but it was still pretty cheap. And if anything, I get to play it on my Steam Deck, so that's always pretty good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just still playing. Oh, I actually forgot to add this, and I should add, mention it because I'm playing Marvel Snap, and I almost forgot. Um, yeah, Marvel oh, Snap cool. is the new game from Ben Brode, who made Hearthstone. Um, yeah, man, let's go. Gonna... Tell me all about it. Okay. I'm very curious. So it's unlike Hearthstone, it's different like it plays differently. So there's three locations. One gets revealed on the first turn and then your second turn you get another one and then the third one you get your other location revealed. Uh, and your basic goal in the game is to have a higher power level in each of the locations and you need to have the higher power level in two out of the three locations. So your goal is to like use your deck, which consists of these cards that are Marvel characters, uh, to kind of like get your power level above your opponents. And because it's turn-based, you don't know what your opponent's going to play. So it's a, obviously a bit of a strategy. You know, do you uh, you know put down a card that like maybe doesn't have a higher power level in the first turn, but has an effect that boosts in the second? Or do you play one that has a uh, power boost if, like, another card is played on your opponent's side in that same location? Like, it takes a little bit of strategy to, like, figure out where do you play your cards and what cards do you play. It's kind of, like, similar to Hearthstone. Um, but unlike Hearthstone, uh, like, everyone gets the same cards, more or less. And so far, there hasn't been any way to, like, go and just say craft a card that you want like you can't just go in and be like oh, i want spider-man or i want wolverine like as you uh upgrade cards which really just upgrades the cosmetics it doesn't upgrade any of the gameplay elements of that card uh like basically it goes like to a frame break where the card breaks out of the frame and then the next level up is like 3d and stuff like that um, as you kind of like level up those cards, you progress higher in a level. And as you progress higher, you unlock a card and it's a random card. So, um, I don't know. I think my main disappointment has been like, I do want to like go in and craft cards and have a bit more, I guess, like purpose to my decks and like a little, feel like I'm a little more in control of that stuff. So far, it just kind of feels a little underwhelming and that like, I don't really have that control. Uh, you know, like, you'll get a random card, you'll be like, oh, cool, I got Hamdell. Well, that's cool, but, like, I don't know. I think the game could use a little bit more of an economy to, like, help me get that kind of stuff if I wanted to. Um, but I still think the core gameplay is fun, and what's nice is the matches are really quick. 
So it's a total of six turns, and each turn probably takes around 30 seconds. So, I mean, you're probably playing the whole game in, like, three minutes. It's, a, it's quite nice. Like, it's been really nice to just quickly, like, just boot it up and play a match, and then that's it. I'm done. Go on and play a different match or play something else or, I don't know, go do some groceries or I don't know. But it's just nice to have that flexibility to play, like... Even Hearthstone doesn't feel like the matches are that long, but even this is shorter than that. Like, yeah, three, four mm -hmm. minutes, your your match is over. And eventually you get to a point where you can do the titular Marvel Snap. So uh, basically you bet the currency, the, the uh, kind of like the XP that you would get from that match. So um, if you feel very confident that you're going to win a match, you can double your your XP and uh, you can even quadruple it at a certain point, depending on how far along you get. But what's interesting is, like, people can also just quit a match if they're not that confident. So there's a little bit of, like, a bluffing, kind of like a card game, like poker or whatever, okay. where it's like, maybe you snap and the opponent's like, oh, this guy's got more better cards than I do. I'm just going to quit. But maybe you don't. So there's been times I'm like, snap, goes from, like, 1 XP to 2 XP. And then the guy's like, Nah, nah, I'm out. Or sometimes they'll go, they'll bump it up to four because they're very confident in their cards. So I don't know. There's a lot of cool mechanics to it. I think it's a lot of fun. I do, again, kind of hope that eventually there's more control over which cards you have because for now, like, my deck does feel pretty random. Um, but yeah, I'd give it like an eight out of ten. It's pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. And you can play it on PC or mobile. So you have both options. And I did try, and unfortunately, it does not work on Steam Deck yet. Mm -hmm. I did. I did try. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it if you like Hearthstone or if you kind of like any kind of Marvel kind of game. It's worth playing. So, yeah. all right. So yeah. What about you? What have you been playing? Me, I I've been mostly playing my Steam Deck. I've been sort of on the road. Uh, did some vacationing and sat on a lot of airplanes and uh, steam deck really came in handy um so i think yeah pretty much all of these games that i'll talk about today i played either on the steam deck or i streamed to the steam deck or you know steam deck steam deck uh i tried forager which is another one of those um casual minecrafty terraria like you know uh, games where all you do is you sort of just scavenge or mine for resources and you build stuff that you can combine uh, to make other stuff. So you can start with like a forge, for example, and then the forge will help you make bricks or help you cook food um, and all that good stuff. And you go from there, you know, you, you as you sort of level up your character which you can gain xp by hacking away at trees or something and the game looks like it's um sort of this top down iso well mostly top down top down game and it, it the world is sort of like uh broken up into cubes so sort of like minecraft um it's 2d though so you're just going left and right up and down on this flat island which is where you start out on and things kind of miraculously pop up on the island and you can like you know mine the rocks that pop up or the trees that pop up and then you get get the resources they come uh and then of course 
Um, with those, you can build all these things that I was talking about. And then the kind of interesting part is that um, they've categorized your sort of skill tree. And there is a skill tree. And it's focused on four major categories. You have like agriculture, economy, farming, and magic. Um, so you can sort of choose which one of those paths that you want to go off into. Um, but eventually, as you play more, you're going to be able to get all the skills. And of course, unlocking these skills allows you to craft and build different structures. So if you wanted to go down the economy route, for example, you can end up building a bank, which, uh, you know, might help you earn more gold if you, you know, like with interest, if you keep money in there, for example, and then you can get trading posts or markets and then you can exchange some resources for others. And then there's like um, other things, of course, the boring stuff. Well, not boring, but like the, the usual stuff of like, oh, you get better at gathering or you get better at um, farming and things like that. So it it's kind of lets you play your way. Um, and the way you sort of progress through this game, in addition to leveling up and gaining these skills, is... Uh, where the money comes in like why is there money if you're just mining for resources well the money is how you buy new land so you start off with one island and then as you earn enough money you can start miragic like miraculously magically buy land into existence um, and then you can build like bridges or sometimes they connect to your existing island and what you'll find is sometimes those new pieces of land will have kind of interesting things either like a statue for example or NPCs that you can talk to and they'll give you quests and sometimes when you buy land it's a dungeon and you can go and you know fight the monsters in there solve the puzzles things like that so I'd say it's pretty solid in that it's more than just sort of a mine and craft and build sort of game that we have so many of I do like its take on it it's apparently built by pretty much like one guy this game so knowing that it's rather impressive um i don't love it though <laughs> that's the thing i think it's just me i don't really enjoy these sort of like open world creative mode type games where you just mine and build whatever you want um i do feel like despite the buying land and meeting npcs mechanic and there's like achievements you can get I just don't feel like there's a direction for me. Like, I feel like I'm pointlessly mining and it's just a waste of time. I'm pointlessly cutting down trees. and So you, you'd really have to be one of those folks who, like, can motivate yourself and who goes like, oh, I want to build this thing or I want to, like, you know, you need to set a goal for yourself. For me, I like to have the game tell me a story. So if the game doesn't really have a goal for me, I kind of get bored pretty quick. So that's sort of what happened. I didn't play it all the way through. I played most of it, I would well, not even, I would say, yeah. maybe halfway through. But it definitely, uh, I think it'll be a good game for folks to enjoy. It's Steam verified, I believe. So I tried it on the deck. You can play it pretty much anywhere. I think it might even be on the Switch. But it's solid, but it's just not for me. Um, and despite that, I still think it's a solid game. So I, I'm giving it like a 7.5 out of 10. It's you know it's great for some folks who just like this type of game but i don't know like i've never played terraria for example like i don't know what this game has over terraria or vice versa so 
I don't know. I mean, if you're bored of the other games that you've tried and want another sort of this, you know, Ferraria-like game, then Forger's probably worth a shot. And then I played through Figment, as in like a figment of your imagination. Um, it's a very charming little short game. It's almost like a children's book. Um, it's told almost like a children's book. The characters are all sort of wacky and fun and in this like colorful world set in the mind of somebody who just experienced a car crash and they're probably in a coma. Um, and you play as I think courage, uh, and each sort of personality it's almost like Inside Out, that Pixar movie. There's like personalities or characters that sort of represent, um, but not necessarily, but most of them would represent like some aspect of, you know, um, mental uh, property, I would say. So the game is an isometric top-down sort of view. It's very colorful, like I said. It's whimsical looking. There's very minimal combat you literally have just a single button to slash your sword and that's it the game is mostly uh you know revolves around puzzles and going through the story so you start off as this guy some birdie comes to you and tells you that you there's um these three nightmares which are basically the three bosses um that you have to defeat and your reluctant main character hero um, got his scrapbook stolen by one of these uh, nightmares. And that's sort of how the quest begins. And you end up going through various parts of the mind, you know, the creative parts and the logical parts. And they're all represented very interestingly, like, you know, um, anywhere from just like floating islands to this industrial looking area also islands but connected by this like rail track and stuff like that there's a village in the center where different npcs live that you can't really talk to they're kind of just locked in their own homes but if you knock on the doors they'll go like oh this is anger and it'll sound angry and then you can click on or knock on another door and it'll be you know some other attribute so yeah there's like little things like that that's kind of cute i guess but i think my favorite part of this game uh are i mean the puzzles are very interesting and engaging there's they're not really one note so like as you go through each area the puzzles will be a little different anything from like pushing blocks around to uh you know turning windmills that blow away bad clouds that allow you to pass um things like that and then the boss fights like i mentioned there's three nightmare bosses they each have their own sort of song so as you're fighting them they sing and yeah it's it's charming you know it really does feel like a children's book or show or something like that and they're uh they're quite bangers the songs are uh kind of catchy they're interesting um and they just add a little bit of fun you know as you're trying to play through the not so great combat um overall pretty good 
it's like a refreshing setting. It's kind of interesting in that way. It's a short, short game. I think I finished it in under 10 hours, I believe. Maybe like eight. Um, okay. It's super short. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, I, this one's like a controller game. I would play with a controller, a Steam Deck or otherwise. Um, and I don't know if I would recommend it. Maybe it's good for kids if you have kids. It's It's fine. Like it's, I don't think it's like groundbreaking or anything. But it's solid, so I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Nice. And then I've played through Okami HD. This is that... I think it used to be a DS game. Um, and then they hd I think it originally came out on the GameCube. And then, yeah, I think they did the HD remake on, like, 360... And oh yeah, the original was a GameCube game? That's really yeah. surprising, because the main mechanic of the game is that you have this celestial brush that you can draw, you know, circles and whatever with that has different abilities. Um, and I would say the worst part about this game is the control system. I mean, I played it on the deck, so it's not like really a complaint or anything, it's just that it feels like it's a ds game which i think i mean i think it maybe at one point it definitely is where you can draw the symbols on your second screen on your ds or 3ds um and it makes a lot more sense that way if it was like a gamecube game or anything like that then i feel like it makes a little less sense because it's just real i'm okay. I'm using the Steam Deck, and I like using the touchpad, so I would draw using the touchpads, but I can't imagine drawing with a joystick. It's just... I had a hard enough time as it is. Mm. Um, so... Take from that what you will. It's a great game, though. Um, it's very fun. It also feels, you know, whimsical and, you know, great for kids. It's got a beautiful art style, lots of pretty colors, and um, funny little characters that are they got their own like little shticks and gags. Um, the game does feel a little aged. Uh, it does feel like an older game, but it has a very unique, like this brush mechanic that I talked about, um, which, you know, is core to the story, core to the gameplay. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's a gimmick. I would say it's great. It's it's the only issue is like, played playing on the Steam Deck. I I wished the touch screen worked with the drawing aspect and it just did not work. And I didn't really try to troubleshoot it or anything. I think it's just doesn't work. Mm. Um, like when you touch the screen, it just moves your mouse to the bottom right corner and that's it. So it would have been like a hundred times better if I were able to just draw directly on the screen instead of using the touchpad. Um, but that's uh, beside the point, I suppose. Um, it's a pretty good, you know, length game. 25 hours, I think it took me to finish. There's multiple bosses and mini bosses. And the game starts out telling you, you know, like the story um, with its opening cutscene uh, about, you know, it's set in sort of like feudal Japan almost, I think. I, I don't actually know my J Japanese periods, but, you know, it's... Old Japan, ancient, pre-modern era. Um, there's like big bad villain, dragon, eight-headed dragon thing that, where you know, requires um, some lady as a, a meal every year or something. It, it eats one of the village um, ladies, and every year it would like 
an arrow would land on a house and that would be the house that needs to like sacrifice one of the girls to feed to this dragon thing anyways you play as a a wolf a uh, a wolf that is sort of like the embodiment of the sun god i think amaterasu is the name and you have this charming little sidekick who's this super tiny, like, flea-like character. It's a person, I think. Well, they're not human, clearly, but they have—they are humanoid, and it's a flea-sized person, so it kind of sits on your wolf, uh, and it talks for you. So when you're talking with NPCs, the flea would be speaking um, instead of the wolf, because the wolf can't talk. But the wolf is very emotive, so there's cutscenes where the wolf will have like funny reactions and things like that. But there is a story that kind of pushes everything along. It's sort of semi-open world with like uh, chunks of areas that you can go between. Um, the combat is very fun. Uh, I think every engagement, uh, the engagements aren't in the open world in the sense that like you can't like run away for example um once you interact with something where the enemies would pop up a sort of arena comes up and you can escape the arena if you don't want to fight um, by slashing like tears on the walls of these arenas and the arena just sort of looks like a force field sort of um otherwise if you fight them and you defeat them then it goes away and you can continue on your journey um the game is, yeah, like I said, really fun. There's multiple weapon types, um, and you're like, oh, you're a wolf. How do you fight? Well, it has, like, this shield thing on its back, a mirror, I believe, uh, and I think that's very much due to, like, the lore of Amaterasu um, having a mirror, uh, but you, ha you fight with, like, this mirror, which is basically like a disc, like a shield, and you sort of melee enemies, but you can also use your brush with special with abilities and a lot of the bosses and more difficult enemies as you play through require certain gestures with the brush so you need to you know think on your feet a little bit at the you know at the very first encounter until you learn how to fight them and defeat them for example at some point you learn like a brush stroke that uh produces a gust of wind and you might have some enemies that are flying and you learn you know pretty quick that hey if you blow a gust of wind at the flying folks they fall down and then you can hit them things like that so the game is very much revolved around you know this brush thing there's a lot of puzzles um and there's some platforming which i hate i hate 3d platforming because i suck at it i don't know just but there's there's not a whole lot of that so i was able to get through it but yeah the puzzles are interesting the characters are wacky and fun so i i highly recommend this one Oh, the soundtrack is really good at parts too, um, especially at like near the end. I would say, definitely very fun, um, and I would definitely recommend it. Uh, besides the whole control scheme for using the brush, so I don't know. Game wise, I I just wish there was an easier way to do it. Maybe if you play with on the PC with a mouse, you can draw a lot of easier or something like that. I don't know. You're going to have to figure that out. But I, I very much recommend this game. I think it's like a 9 out of 10. Um, give it a try. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's much else to say. Nice. Lucas, what have you been playing? Lot. I have been playing lots. Uh, let's see. Oh, my cat is running over my keyboard. 
Hello. She she came to snuggle with me, so that was kind of. Aww. 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 Yeah, she was. She kept meowing at me, and then she laid on my chest, and that was it for her. Anyways, I think she has a cold. I think that's what's going. She's been sneezing. Still. Oh. <laughs> it's like she just wants to snuggle up to me because she's sick. Apparently, it's not a big deal. Apparently, cats get colds and just wait a couple days. Yeah. Anyways, talk about my cat. <laughs> uh, I have played Mask of Majora. Um, I used to, I I did play it, but I played it with my cousin, and my cousin let me do the boss battles. I didn't actually do the full game. Uh, I can see why people like Mask of Majora way over, like, uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, I'm already having a blast already over Ocarina of Time. Mm. Um, I think it's a good... Uh, getting the masks are are enjoyable. Uh, whereas, like, I got... I'm not too far in, but I got the Great Fairy Mask, and literally mm. it's, like, a scary-looking Great Fairy, and you go around and ask people if you've seen fairies. It's, it's pretty fucking funny. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten into the game too far. I've got all the powers or anything else, but I think the mask system is going to be probably the funnest thing you could possibly do, where you collect masks and do your thing. Yeah. I have never played it. Uh, I was going to play uh, the new Link thing on the DS, the Legend uh, Link, not Link's Awakening, but the sequel to it, which is the one where you like you you you're like a paint and you go inside the wall. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that one. But I found out, hey, I was going to my um, my uh, retro game shop, press start up on uh, in the West here. Mm-hmm. And I go up there and I'm like, I'm, I was going to get uh, SSX Tricky for the GameCube because my girlfriend wants a, a good snowboard game. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Congo Draws. Do you have the Donkey Kong games? Like, yeah, excellent. And then I saw Majora's Mask. I'm like, well, I guess I'm playing that next. That's funny. So, so I grabbed that. Um. I also played Pinball Star Wars VR. Um, okay. Another good use of the VR system is Pinball. Like, it's pretty freaking good. You got, like, the two guys mm-hmm. beside you. Like you're... So if you're playing, like, um, Mandalorian Pinball, Mandalorian sits beside you and, like, the Baby Yoda, uh, which I think he actually mm-hmm. has a name now, uh, sit there and they interact with you. And, like, okay. you go through the episodes and the Pinball and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty fun. Sorry? That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and like awesome. you can sit the pinball machine um, as close as far as you want, up and down, left or right or whatever, and you can look like you look down like you're using a pinball. Um, I sit down on the couch because I'm lazy, so I set it to the point where like I can actually have the pinball machine like underneath my chin, and I can play it just like any other pinball you play. That's a good option. Again, another another thing that VR did right where. Some of the VR stuff for like first-person shooters, they still have to really, really, really work on that. You get really dizzy, uh, mm-hmm. as well as the game is. Ugh. I even played Skyrim VR, and I was like, I can't play this. Oh. Like I am, I am going to get sick. Mm-hmm. So the again, VR is going its way. I don't know about VR too, but again, uh, another version of pinball I quite enjoyed. Uh, I then played uh, this. Oh my god, I do not know how to spell this fucking game. Disagia Five Alliance of Vengeance, this guy, is. which I don't know how you pronounce that, but it's like a Final Fantasy Tactics game. Like I like Final Fantasy Tactics games. Yeah, uh, I played it. Um, I don't know so far about this game. Um, it has dual text, so like if you like choose two different characters, they'll do something special, and they have like a certain sets of it. It's funny. Uh, one of them is like the guy that uh, the main character, which is like a goth guy who just like you know before he eats before he gets into battle he eats and everybody's like what the hell, 
Uh, but he has a, a chick that was like, I love men, and men should love me, and she has guns. And one of their supers is that she, he jumps on her back, they fly into the fucking sky, they come down and explode. So, like, it's gonna be a silly, it's a silly game. Uh, it's very over the top, I found out. Like, one of the supers was like, that I got hit by, a guy, like, warps into, like, the earth and then crushes it with lasers. And I'm like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> And it does, like, five damage. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can see how this is going to go. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it's going to be very over the top. Uh, I quite uh, uh, like it so far. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It depends on how much And then I played Madden 17. What? Kurt, what the fuck is wrong with sports games? <laughs> uh, Why are they so boring? Like, <sighs> I mean, I could tell you, but you probably won't like the answer. And my answer would be, it's because it's a sports game. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've tried to, I have three sports games now. I have NFL 17, NFL 20, or Madden, sorry, and the FIFA thing. And everyone's like, I love FIFA. I'm like, okay, so I played FIFA. It's garbage. <laughs> All these games are garbage. All of them are garbage. Like, literally throw them in the binster and set them on fire. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing good about these games. It, it, it's good if you have like a friend that's playing football and you're like, yeah, let's play a football game. Woo, right? That's it. That is yeah. absolutely it. Mm -hmm. This hasn't changed since the Nintendo games. The Nintendo days have the same kind of gameplay as the goddamn freaking 22, freaking like 40,000 years later. There's, no, there, there's a story mode, but literally you watch a chart go up and down and I'm like, what the oh, hell? No. And then once in a while, no. you get to play because it's the last touchdown or something like that. This is garbage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is absolute hot garbage. I want to play the game. Um, yeah. I, I, uh... don't, don't play the single player for for that. It's just not good. They, you no! Make, you make a person, I mean, the person ain't going to be Tom Brady. So, you know, that's that's just sucks. No, he's yeah. no goat. Yeah. Um, not... Yeah. I, I, personally, I hate it. I, I only play, like, quick action. Like, I just play just, like, quick little match here and there. I will say this. I I, I think, like, the multiplayer is, like, the only real reason to get Madden nowadays. Yeah. Like, if you... No, no, no. It's still good. Like, it's still yeah. good to the point of, like, if you go against another team and, like, you want, like, my team's the Ravens. And I want to get, like, the Steelers, Boo Steelers. And literally you go and um, fight each other. That's good. Like, you know, running around, watch them throw the football. Like, yeah, that's the guy in my fantasy league. That's good. Yeah. Anything above that is absolute garbage. And, like, I don't understand why. You have all these modes and they all fucking suck. Yeah. Like, all of it. It all sucks. Like, and I played NFL 20 and then I was told to play NFL 17 because it was better than NFL 20. And NFL 17 is worse than NFL 20. At least in NFL 20, you get, like, a hour's worth of story mode, and then it goes into, like, you know, the same thing, where you see, like, a bunch of fucking bars go up and down, and then you play once in a while. I'm like, this is this is dumb. This yeah. is the stupidest thing ever. Like, this is retarded. So, uh, uh, whoever played EA or whatever, I, I do not understand why these are top two sellers. Like, the sellers <laughs> of the games, it's like Fortnite, FIFA, and, and, and Madden. Like, mm -hmm. how are these games top sellers? These games are absolute fucking garbage. They have nothing to do with, like, ah, uh, like I said, go play NES. Go, go down. Go get Tecmo Bowl. Put it in your slap in your NES, and you'll have the same goddamn gameplay as goddamn freaking 
Like, you know this. This is stupid. Like, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, I'm upset. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I tried. I tried sports game. I have tried three sports games until they have a good single player mode. Because I'm not going to play online. Why would I want to play some, like, some ducking freaking idiots online? I don't want to play those things. Mm. No. Uh, I want a good, like, like sports game that like like you know like even if it was like a fantasy or I I don't know do something else than freaking like having player one and player two fight each other, yeah. I don't know. Don't buy NFL games. Do not buy those sports games. I don't want fuckers keep buying them for. But goddamn, they suck. Uh, because they're amazing games. No, just kidding. I don't oh I... god, they're 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 amazing for sports people and they are amazing. For multiplayer people that like fighting each other, yes. Anything above that, like me, who's looking for an experience, no, they're garbage. Yep. Anyways, I finished my round. I love it. I mean, I never pay pay money for sports games because, like, I know there's no difference. Like, your players just getting the updated roster, which honestly they could probably just do as like paid DLC if they really wanted to, but they don't want to. Yeah, that would be a thing. If you if you had one Madden game, because yeah. they'll probably all look the same. Yeah. Uh, if they get you like, okay, this season pen fifty bucks, like great. This season I get an updated roster or your rookies or whatever, great. Yeah. That would even add more depth to this fucking game. You know, like mm-hmm. fuck man, like this is shit, like, absolute fucking dog shit. Like oh man, I, I hate it. I hate, I hate sports games. You, are you saying it's dog shit? I absolutely saying this is dog shit. Like I'm not saying that the game itself is dog shit. I see the other modes besides multiplayer are absolutely freaking trash. Fair. Well, <laughs> I can't disagree with you. No, the garbage. Like, like, yeah. Put it in the recycling bin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> save the environment, or just don't buy the game and save the environment more. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Buy digitally. I am fucked, man. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for us this week. Next time we record, I think Jamie and I will have our review codes for the new Call of Duty. Speaking of games that don't really change that much, but you know what? Maybe that's okay. Uh, well, this new, it, this, this is, the last one wasn't that great. Whatever it was. I, it, I don't understand COD fans. I, I didn't think I would ever be in a point in my life where I was a COD fan, but here we are. So. Well, the the Call of Duty... Oh, we're going to go on this for a sec. Call of Duty was good when you had that player kill count and you dropped a nuke. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But it's still machine gun, pistol, sh- and machine gun. That's it. That's it. And a rocket launcher, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. The, the Modern Warfare reboot they did, it's pretty good. Like, they, they keep it pretty grounded and it's pretty good. Um, I played the last Modern Warfare quite a bit, actually, so I'm excited to play this one, but we'll we'll give you our review next week. Yeah, I don't think there's a Battlefield this year. I think they they got uh, a little ashamed after last year's portion. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.